every morning when I wake up, uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up, uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but, really though, it's never enough, 10 billion, that's a must. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Eric is going balls to the wall. No notes, throwing away notes. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to my so-called LA Live podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the documentation of Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit, and also your guide to surviving the mean streets of LA. Mean, my- mean streets of LA. That was Eric. My name is <laughs> Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host. Eric Sanchez here. How are you doing, Eric? I'm good. Yeah? I'm going, I'm freeballing. You're freeballing, freewheeling? No notes. No notes? Just pure raw motion. I loved, I enjoy that energy, a lot. Energy. How was your Labor Day weekend? My Labor Day weekend was um, fucking amazing. Uh, LA is the most beautiful place when everyone leaves. <laughs> no, <laughs> no better words have ever been said by people that actually live in LA. I was so amazed on how every every single holiday here, Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve, is the best time to be in L.A. There's sure. nobody here. Everybody's probably in their house hungover or people just left town. All the douchebags are in Las the Vegas. douchebags are definitely not here because they have to keep up with this Instagram shit. So they they're, like they're they have to be at Burning Man. They have to be Yeah, at, they're you doing know, douchey things in douchey MGM places. Grand, exactly. Pool. Yes. Wet and, Republic, I think it's called. Yes. I, I, Either that there. and then the art and then the artsy fartsy people are all the way in Palm Springs being Palm all Springs. cool and it, being nonchalant. Yeah, the Airbnb like a four bedroom place with their friends, twenty we're bucks st- each. We're Staying at Merv Griffin's uh, estate. estate. Yes, Merv Griffin estate. <laughs> Obviously, we've all been there. Oh, really? Because I'm staying Fa- Frank Sinatra's one. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I really love how L- you can literally drive from Deep Valley to Beverly Hills in about seven minutes flat. Well, there's that whole saying um, in LA, you're 20 minutes from everything, right? On a holiday. <laughs> because like they should amend yes. that whole saying and put like on a holiday. On because a holiday behind the you. actual fact is you're two hours away from everything. You're two hours like, away from your toilet. You're, and you're, <laughs> I swear to God. You're like your bathroom's next door and it takes you about two hours to get there. In Hollywood, the only thing you're not two hours away from is the liquor store. That you're, is true. You know what I mean? Because you're like, well, I would go over that that museum, but uh it's way too far. I think I'll just get drunk in my house. It's kind of like, like Hollywood, that. right? That's that's very LA. So I appreciated the holiday. Um, I it's it was really nice to go out and um, just see empty streets and really appreciate the beauty of LA. So, douchebags, please continue to travel and not be here whenever you want. You know what? Let's just make Thursday a holiday from now on in Hollywood. Every okay? Thursday's a holiday. Everybody leave town. <laughs> just go to Vegas, do some blow, relax. Okay, <laughs> which is like the opposite when you're doing blow, and just go because you are making our little city more beautiful definitely by leaving. It, it really is i feel like i feel like if this was a movie and people came to la on a holiday day it would be like that ghost town and people would be like wow this is an amazing place to live in they could actually appreciate but the then stuff we have here, if yeah. we let all the people come out of their houses it's going to be a zombie apocalypse and people are going to be running for their lives and definitely never want to step foot in the city again okay so do you know the only place that is, like, always fucking cracking? I mean, other than uh, Hollywood Boulevard, you know, all, like, all the Euros are walking in yeah. circles. How they just walk around <laughs> yeah. in, like, yeah. this big loop. And, like, they're all Euros all the time. They're all, like, all these, all these Euros with their high shorts and, like, their fucking Birkenstocks <laughs> with socks and shit. They, they're, they're so, like, I, I'm not sure why they don't get robbed more because they're, they're obviously Euros. They don't yeah. speak English. Can you, plaid can, you, shorts. can you stand out a little bit more? <laughs> like, okay, you're wearing white plaid shorts with, like, um, an aqua like polo it, it's it's all fucked up but okay so that's always cracking right on a holiday yes which is fine euros have that um that fucking uh the hot dog place pinks pinks on a holiday that place is like a fucking roach motel that place is always cracking and it's the worst thing ever 
<laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in. I'm sorry, Pinks. Okay. So we have a great show today. Um, obviously, we talked about the holidays. That's a, that's a, a, just a little intro right there. Um, we're also going to get into a little article I read in uh, from New York City. I know it's called My So-Called LA Life, but, you know, we like to expand our horizons yeah, and our minds. we are worldly. Exactly. And we're going to talk about all these genders and all these gender identities that New York City now has to comply with. If not, you're going to get a $250,000 fine. Well, I haven't really read much on, on yeah. the topic. So what's what's really going on with New York? Well, we're going to we're we're actually going to that's going to be like our second segment. So oh, we're okay. Gonna definitely, Am I jumping the gun? <laughs> yeah, you're do- totally jumping oh, okay. the gun. Okay, there's other things we're doing today. Yeah, and then oh, we're okay. all I was just doing a little recap. <laughs> oh, okay. I just thought we we're going so pe- to just go to New York. You know, so people don't uh, lose interest. Oh, for sure. Sorry, people. <laughs> And uh, we're also going to talk about um, downtown and is downtown a big lie? And we're going to delve more into that a little deeper into that. Because we're going to do a little rundown on why downtown is the way it is and what it's turning into. And if it's just a big lie and a facade and also how to survive a night in downtown, which is a freaking vortex over there. Which seems like it could be crazy with everything Talk downtown. about roach motels. <laughs> yes, we're going to tell you guys about downtown, and you make the decision if you think it's a good idea. Exactly. Okay, so I want to start this podcast, our kind of first segment, because um, last podcast, we talked about summertime festivals. Right. So I kind of want to... Pick up where we left off. Okay. Because two weekends ago, I went to FYF Fest, and that was at Exposition Park. That's the park right in front of uh, USC Coliseum. Very cool. And I want to give kudos to the actual king of LA right now, and that is Kendrick Lamar. So yay, Kendrick Lamar. He was a great performer. Was he? I I didn't go. I I wasn't invited. (laughs) Sorry. Next time. (laughs) Jesus. I got two tickets. I didn't give you one. You see, LA is so fucking brutal. You guys don't understand. Not this even is why your this, co-host this, gets a ticket. This is why this show exists. <laughs> so you guys understand how brutal it is in Hollywood. The co I produced the fucking show. My co-host is like, hey, I'm at FYF. Two tickets, but you're not coming with <laughs> OMG, me. OMG, <laughs> so dope. I'm backstage. Have a good Saturday. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Anyways. Okay, so I want to talk about Kendrick Lamar and what he does and what he brings to the city and and how he is the king of Los Angeles. And he is the king of the people. He is the people's voice. I'd say that I'd say I'm not a huge fan. Like, I don't know a lot of his songs. But you've heard heard his music. But I've definitely heard his music. He goes goes hard. He's really fucking good. He's an an amazing lyricist, which in a time in hip hop where you have guys just mumbling all of the... My favorite young thug. (laughs) I was, that was actually a future song, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that shit too. But to have a lyricist um, having that kind of voice, that kind of voice and that kind of impact on people, because I know when you came back from uh, the festival, it's it's all you're talking about. You're like this guy, he really did it. So um, I don't know. It makes me proud as like an LA local to see Absolutely. an LA an LA native um, have an impact. Well, th- but that's what I'm talking about. So. This is why I enjoy Kendrick Lamar a lot, because he's one of those celebrities that he's taking his celebrity status and he's helping people in his own community. There is nothing worse than a celebrity becoming famous and suddenly wanting to help pandas in China. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I'm like, like dude, what's adopt you- an African baby? Be like, you're you're from like Idaho. Like, exactly. So th- this is what I'm talking about. Whenever a celebrity ever gets famous or, or, you know, just has the power to say anything, they should help their own community before they start reaching to other communities. Because how are you going to start helping the world if you don't help like where you're from? Right. Yeah. The people around you, your the roots, people around that, you, because that's yeah. how, how that's a trickle down effect. And that is that's a snowball effect. But you start small, you start locally, then you think globally. But you can't start thinking globally and then say, oh, wait, I forgot there's people in my backyard starving or they don't have any jobs or they don't have any shoes or they don't have any education or, you know. But isn't that isn't that kind of I feel like it, it it actually comes along with the whole, like, I want to get out of the hood thing, right? Because if you think about that, you think... But you have to help the hood in order to get out. You know, you... But you got- do you? Isn't the whole celebrity thing to say, like... I, I need to get out of the hood. I want to be something bigger than this. And then you leave well, and then like you never turn back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no, isn't I, that what a celebrity does? Well, that's what a, that's what a fake celebrity does. Okay. And that's why I'm bringing up Kendrick Lamar because this is we pride ourselves 
as being a very honest show and being right. honest people and keeping it real. And I feel like he does keep it real. And the people that went to see him, it was amazing. It was everything from your 13-year-old little Latino goth kid from South Central to your rich dude from Beverly Hills. And this is what I'm saying, the impact that he has to bring all these different levels and income levels and society levels and different people, they're coming together to listen to him. And yeah, his music cool. his music is not just music. These are words of inspiration. It seems like all his stuff is really deep. It's powerful. And it's not even black power. It's people power. It's people power. And human that's, power. That's it's cool. human power. And, and I wanted to, you know, commend him and say thank you, Kendrick Lamar, because I had a great experience. And thank you for showing me L.A. And it's realist, what L.A. is all about. You got the rich, you got the poor, you got the white, you got the Latino, you got the Asian community. And we were all there together. We were having a great time. And we're, we're all broke. And we're, <laughs> we're all broke and we're just I mean, trying to survive. We're just trying point. to survive. I mean, it sounds to me, I wish I was there. I wish I, I got invited. Next I'm not, hold on, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. You uh, sound a little bit bitter. I do. Because you make it sound like all fucking inspiring. Like you sound. He was inspiring. That's I didn't invite like you. He went to like a Malcolm X rally and shit. And then you're like, oh my God, I was so inspired. You missed it. Like, no, I didn't miss it. You Motherfucker, didn't... you left me. Like, okay, okay. But anyways, what I take from this, which is really cool. And like you said, kudos to him. Kudos to LA for having mm -hmm. a son who is, is actually reaching out. Um, but it sounds like he's trying to break down the walls uh, that my homie Donald Trump is trying to build. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Better words. You cannot. Like, this is a right? great. Yes. I right? can't. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm like. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. So with that is actually a great analogy. And thank you for that one. I'll definitely yeah, invite yeah. you next time. I'm a smart young man. Definitely. Oh. By the way, if I had to describe concert. our podcast in three words, is bigoted witty banter. Bigoted witty banter. I, I like, like that. that. Yes, that's going to be um, available on the website <laughs> in t-shirts and hats. Exactly. Okay, moving on. So with every Kendrick Lamar, an inspiring young black man, right? there's always somebody right behind him. Like the opposite. Like the opposite. So Kendrick Lamar is very much... Um, prideful uh like you said not just for the black community but for, for the people for the people right and then there's and then who would be his opposite chris brown <laughs> chris brown okay let's let's play a little word association okay you give me his name and okay. i'll tell you okay. this <laughs> yeah. is a very set up word yeah. association yeah you give me his name and i'll tell you the okay. first thing that pops into my head okay let me get ready for this okay get ready just just pretend you don't know that i'm gonna say chris brown okay, okay. and Chris Brown. Wankster. Wankster. Yes. I, I'm i going to have to agree with that. And for the first time, everybody knows the Chris Brown news, the, the latest, because he's always in the news crying about something. He, he's, he's what you call, he stays in the news. He right? stays in, for, for doing nothing. But for why, just, though? For crying and being a wankster and just being just completely crazy. Is he the eighth Kardashian? <laughs> he Nine? might he might How or many the, are there? like 20,000 there's Kanye um, okay right he he might as well but everybody knows that he's been in the news because of this girl that he apparently he's he's he put a gun to her oh, head the new thing I mean this is obviously yeah. a very Hollywood thing because he lives down the street okay for the first time I actually agree with him and I feel like this girl actually was setting him up right because it just seems everything just seems very contrived but let's just talk about him in general. Why why so much Chris Brown? Why do you always need to be doing something he so extra? A, he seems a tad angry. <laughs> yes. Doesn't he seem like everything he's like I I have seen, you know, some social media stuff from him. Yeah. And he's always like kind of moving his head in a very like cracked out type situation. Well, he's probably doing crack. And, and he's just like really like angry and always trying to explain himself and da da da. And I'm thinking if I'm at the level of a Chris Brown I ain't explaining myself to anyone. I'm telling everyone to go fuck themselves, but I don't have to say it every single day. I do, I'm just, but this is what I'm saying. We just said Kendrick Lamar is using his power and his fame for the good of the society, of this society, and especially LA. And Chris Brown, which by the way, Chris Brown, you're from the backwoods of Virginia. Stop being all uh, Crips and blood over here. 
Relax, dude. That's too much. Why can't he just use his fame, either stay quiet, stay in yeah. his house, invite a couple hoes over, you know, have a little house party every night? Right. Why, why do you have to turn a house party into this whole sensationalized TMZ experience? Because he wants that, to, it's like this that I don't want to hear about. That's like, the wangster thing. Yeah, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Why, why so wangster, Chris Brown? But is it believable? I, I don't, I'm not sure that it's necessarily believable, right? So, so Chris Brown, he has fans. I believe a majority of his fans are like fourteen-year-old girls. No, I I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, there's some of those songs like uh, "Loyal." These hoes ain't loyal. That's my jam, but <laughs> and I'm a little older. But his fans are majority women, right? So why all the extra stuff? You're not fucking Tupac. Because you know I think I mean? I, maybe he's trying to prove himself. To who? I don't know. I think he's been so. Karuchi? Karachi? Coochie coochie? Sriracha? I think he's been so LA-fied. I don't know if that's even a word. I just made that up. But he's so in the mix and he's so jaded by LA that he thinks that he needs to prove himself. And I don't, I don't get it. And I use wankster, and I don't think I've ever used this word wankster unless I was singing that 50 Cent song in 1999. Right. But I just, Chris Brown needs to just leave. He needs to take his fame and use it for something positive other than I have to wake up to TMZ popping up on my phone and see a picture of Chris Brown throwing throwing a gun out the window because a white girl is running out the other window saying that he, he's trying to kill me. It's just ridiculous. I think that he is an example. He's He's like, he's not an opposite of... Of like a Kendrick, I feel he's almost an opposite of like a Michael Jackson, right? So please hear me out. He could dance, he could do all this stuff. He's been yeah. famous since he was a kid. Remember, like way back in the day, he had yeah. this like his first song was like off the chain, and he exactly. was like a fourteen year old kid, And he was right? a great dancer. A great he dancer. is a great dancer. I mean, I wouldn't say he's handsome. Kind of looks alieny to me, but handsome young guy, right? Yeah. Why though? Extensive tats. He's like he's like a Michael Jackson. If Michael Jackson at some point. Just wanted to be really gangster, right? Extensive tats, <laughs> all kinds of fucking piercings, crack, all kind of weird, yeah, smoking, all kinds of just weird smoking, behavior. Smoking crack like, left and right, like, like why? Hair, why are you smoking crack? What are you, Whitney Houston? Like, like stop. heroin bags under your eyes, like yeah. all this, all this weird extra shit. Yet the music on its own is phenomenal. Exactly, his dancing is the great. The dancing on its own is phenomenal. The dancing and the music, he could act too. He, like you have all these opportunities to just be. Like at the top on some like Beyonce fucking Jay Z shit. Exactly. Yet he constantly drags himself through the mud like the fucking help. Well, he's his own worst enemy. At that's the end what of the I'm day. saying. And I just I just don't understand. It's very self destructive and it's a bad example for young people to just ruin all that awesomeness you have and be hood when you're so fucking rich. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like we have Kendrick Lamar coming out of the hood trying to help the hood, and then we have backwoods Chris Brown it's coming from, out of the woods from. Coming out of the woods, coming out of the wangster woods, and then trying trying to be all gangster and trying to and trying to get into the hood. Chris Brown, nobody's trying to get into the hood. Everybody's trying to get out of the hood. That's the whole point of 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 this music of this genre. How do how do we get out of the hood? And even if we stay in the hood, how do we become some sort of hood rich? But that's about it. Yeah, but, but like the last person who who actually got rich and then wanted to get into the hood, probably ended up like. With What's Chris cool. Brown? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, are <laughs> you gonna? I, I think Brown. your only option by going into the hood from fame into the hood is like having your face on a T-shirt. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> someone pointing out a forty for you. Like, exactly. That's not that cool. It's not that cool. I'd rather be in Malibu, like you know, at the pool or something. Ah, uh, Chris Brown, just get it together, man. Just get it. Together. And listen, if you're gonna your demise, if you're gonna if you're gonna self destruct, I'm gonna leave you with this, Chris Brown, because I know you're listening <laughs> to me out there. If you're going to self-destruct, please don't let it be by a white bitch that's lying. <laughs> We're not... That's not that's stereotypical. That's Come not on, the white, right way to self-destruct. If you're going to self-destruct, do it Bobby Brown style. Do yes. it Whitney Houston style. Go out, Do it Michael Jackson style. Go you know? marry yourself a crazy black lady like you. Yeah. But, but let's and then not do it like that. Like don't let the white girl do it like that. Don't let the white girl run up on you like you're like you're like you're not a gangster. How about <laughs> how about he gets to like all this level of success and like an ugly ass thought like that one just ruins his. Whole That's shit. what I'm and saying. That be we're, fucking we're crazy? Not... Like you're sitting in jail going like really that bitch Stacy that Nancy fucking Crystal Pff, bitch. What was her name? Mackenzie. <laughs>
He's like, damn, Mackenzie did me dirty. <laughs> but you never pop nothing. We said you a winkster. And you need to stop fronting. You go to the dealership, but you never cop nothing. You've been hustling a long time and you ain't got nothing. You said you a gangster, but you never pop nothing. You said you a winkster. And you need to stop fronting. You go to the dealership, but you never cop nothing. You've been hustling a long time and you ain't got nothing. Me, I'm no mobster. Me, I'm no gangster. Me, I'm no hitman. Me, I'm just me. Me, me, I'm no wankster. Me, I'm no actor. But it's me, okay. you see. <laughs> okay, Eric. So, we live in this fabulous city of LA, and you know that LA is the culture hub for the entire world. Yes. Everybody looks at us and see what's going on and what can I follow, what's trending, anything from art, culture, music, fashion, thoughts, thoughts, everything. Um, but the new thing, the new trend is all these gender identities. And I want to first talk about New York City before we get back to Los Angeles. Okay. Because New York City has now acquired 31 new gender identities. Acquired? That, like they bought like the websites for like, all these 31 because different... I only I only thought there were about two or three. Apparently, there's 31. So I don't know where, where they came up with this so these are other okay so there's a man there's a woman and now they're saying there's 31 other yeah, type of humans exactly so okay. i was led to believe there was always male female transgender or transsexual that's about it right that's or like more, asexual or would ase be one or i guess or, something or like, like a that. eunuch or someone like who like chopped off their own dick exactly and then like but is, now has nothing. apparently there's 31 but not only is there 31 but a feeling to comply with with not with discriminations to any of these identities is a $250,000 fine. So it's a quarter of a million dollars if you don't do, do if, what? Like let's say you, you don't, don't accommodate you don't accommodate to these people. But let so me, are they classified as a third gender because I have I have the definition for a third gender. Well, before we get into the third gender, let's I'm going to go down a couple of them. Okay. Um so there's pangender, there's non-op, there's male to female, there's gender queer, gender bender, two spirit, whatever that means. Is that like a unicorn and a person together? What, okay. What is that? Gender fluid, androgyny, androgynous, femme, gender blender. I mean, there's so What's many. What's this here. one number? Two? I love how these are one through thirty-one. Now, is this in order? You know how someone says, like, you know, here's my top 10 in no particular order. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's my top 31 genders in no particular order. Why is man and woman 17 and 18 on this <laughs> list? Uh, it should it, be number one or two, right? It, shouldn't it be number one or number two? Like, it's, it's, and these are great. I mean, okay, I beg our listeners, look this shit up. Yeah. If you don't think that we're living, if, if not like end of days, we're at least living in some like ridiculously gay hologram. You know what I mean? Like, we live on a big rainbow, and there's no pot of gold at the bottom. There's, like, a gay club with, like, oil. You know what I mean? Like, this this, this is crazy. Okay, so, look. Okay, so bi-gendered, I get. Cross-dresser is apparently, like, that's that's been around forever. Yeah, but that's not... Is that a gender? Is that a... I, that's not a gender. That's just wearing women's clothes. Like, that, that was me at Halloween, like... Exactly. But now, but now you can consider yourself a gender and you cannot be discriminated against. And now I can just do it every day. Um, okay, look. Femme Queen. FTM. What the... Fuck the mom? <laughs> Is that a person that only fucks the mom? I don't know what these mean. H-I-J-R-A. I don't know. Hypoallergenic Indian... Jihad, racist ass. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I don't know. But, okay, so now that New York has identified 31 different type of gender identities, let's okay. talk about one that is, is becoming a trend now in Los Angeles. And that is called the third gender. The third gender. And you have a little definition yes, of what I it do. means. Yes, I do. I looked this up. I, I, did, please, I did some prep. Please yeah. school me on what the third gender means. So according to um, Wikipedia... Which allows you to change things every day, so who knows if this is real. But third gender, or third sex, is a concept in which individuals are categorized either by themselves or by society as neither men nor women. It also describes a social category present in those societies that recognize three or more genders. The term third is usually understood to mean other. 
some anthropologists and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about two people in particular that have been going around on the media. They're, they've been coming out. Just like people used to come out as being gay, bisexual, or lesbian, right. or cross-dresser, or transgender, or two-spirit, whatever. So Jaden Smith, which is Will Smith's son, and Young Thug, which is right now my favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> and that's Birdman's son, right? And that is Birdman's glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say new boo, but I like what you said. Yeah, more like glory hole. And th- my question is, because it, if anybody knows who Jaden Smith and Young Thug is or are, right. um, and you know how they dress and the things they talk about and kind of how they, they portray themselves to the public. Right. I think more than being a third gender, it's more androgyny. So you're yeah. you're a guy that likes to wear a dress. Yeah, but why not go into like an old school thing? Why does it, it's not even that cool to be a third? You're just confusing people. Well, that's the thing. It's just it's not really identified. They're just going out there and they're just claiming they're a third gender, but they're not really explaining themselves. Right. And that's what I have a problem with. Because back in the day when you identify when a gay man was, I'm a gay man, is because I like other dudes. When a lesbian, I am a lesbian, is because I only like other women and I don't like dudes. But it's also it's, so it's what, also something that they felt inside. You know, when you hear people explain about why they, if even if you have to answer that question, which is fucking stupid, even ask that question of someone like, why are you gay? It's like uh, I feel a certain way. They, but they talk about a feeling. Yeah, a feeling. It seems like this third thing is more of like a social thing. Like, don't call me a guy. I'm a third thing, and like a third thing. I just, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what it is, but back in the day, it was called a man, like a, like. Asexual. Asexual. A for androgyny, right? Or, or pansexual. But to call yourself this third gender and not really explaining yourself and then just saying that you like to wear women's clothing, maybe you're just like to wear women's clothing. You, you want to wear a dress. You're a boy that likes other girls that wants to wear a dress. It's fine. So why do you think though, and you're just. You know, in your mind, if you are a completely objective observer, observer, right? You've just now been heard. born into this world and heard this fucking nonsense, right? Exactly. Why? I feel it's... it's like, it's, why it's, now? Why now? I feel like I think people are tired. Now everybody wants to be identified as something. People want to feel special. Nobody wants to be just a regular man, woman. Even though, they, even though at their core, they are like the most regular exactly <laughs> you're right i feel like they it's 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 crying attention they, they need that attention they're like i don't want to be considered normal like you which is actually offensive to me when you really think yeah. about it it's, a, it's offensive to regular society men and women are 17 and fucking 18 <laughs> in the list <laughs> in the list crossdresser is above Man or woman, but don't you need a man or a woman to cross dress? But that's or are they I'm coming saying. out? It's I'm weird. saying it's it's borderline offensive to us because you're telling me, oh well, now I'm better than you, and and but maybe they feel that way, but what they don't understand is they got to be careful with the things they say, the power of their words, because they're out there and they're famous. So now everybody wants to jump on this bandwagon. And everybody... Yeah, so it's not going to create individuality at the end of the day. It's going to create not. more followers of their stupid, I want to wear a trash bag movement. Exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, Jaden Smith, for example, he just wears stupid ass clothes and is like, I'm not either one. I'm a third. Yeah, I'm like cooler than you. I'm you know like, how I makes... knew? I knew that about him, though. When he dated non-filler Kylie Jenner... When she had the old face and she <laughs> old, looked old oh, she, face Kylie old Jenner. Face, he dated her... old face Kylie Jenner. We should have all been like, this nigga's asexual. Yeah, because there's nobody that wanted to hit that. No one Not wanted to hit that. And maybe Tyga, <laughs> but didn't he end up with some trannies? I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. But I, I just want, I wanted to bring this up because I'm just very confused. And it's just, it's, it's going to become a thing in Los Angeles. Everybody's just going to want to consider themselves a, a third gender. A third gender. And at the end of the day, what does that even matter? What do you care? And why, yeah. Why are you, if you feel this way, why are you coming out and saying I don't it? want to be labeled, so instead, I'm going to label myself. Exactly. That's ex- You know what? That's exactly what it means. I don't want to be labeled by society, so I'm just going to put a label on myself. Which is third. Uh, it's, it's like a question mark. Yo, Prince already did that shit. Exactly. It was, Bowie already did that. Bowie already did that shit. And at least they played guitar and all this other stuff. But what exactly? What I'm saying is... Like you is, work at CVS, nigga. Like, 
Is this <laughs> <laughs> is this just a cover up because you just want to wear women's clothing, or or you feel like you want to be androgynous, or you're asexual? What is this a cover up for? What I is find your, it... What is your take? What is this a cover up for, Jaden Smith and Young Thug? Okay, so Thugga Thug. I'm gonna I'll I'll get to Young Thug eventually. Uh, what Birdman once said, I'll get to Young Thug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. I think that it's weird that it's a Jaden Smith, okay? Because I could show you 200 YouTube videos that claim this shit like five years ago. Okay. A lot of people saw this coming with him in particular. And then given, what do and they given say, the trajectory of, her, of okay, his family. What do they say when you think of Will Smith's private life? Whatever you know, what comes to mind? What's the rumor that comes to mind with Will Smith? Okay, uh, gay. Gay. And lesbian. And and, and with the wife, lesbian. And, and that they relationship. open relationship. Open okay? relationship. So, That's the number one thing that so people always talk I'm gonna about. I'm going to tell you like eight years ago. I meet a girl. She tells me about a time that she met Will Smith. She was a waiter in the valley. They try to take her home. Okay? Whether it's true or not, whatever. Why she told me this, it seemed pretty honest. She was like, it was weird. Boom, boom, right? So then you raise kids into this kind of stuff. Okay. Right? And then on every talk show, you see Will and Jaden when they're doing the Karate Kid shit. He's hogging them. He's kissing them, which is it is what it is. Like, yeah, it's your son and stuff. But there was always like this kind of breaking down of male roles with this family. It's like he does the movies where he's Mr. Hero, everything. Yet every rumor about him is like open relationship gay. All these kind of things, right? Yeah. And then here comes Jaden. Hey, surprise, I'm a third gender. Well, fucking duh. <laughs> Your mom's in like a rock band. Her muscles are bigger than fucking mine. Looking all crazy. <laughs> and Will Smith's over here like acting all all crazy with Tisha Campbell's husband. Like okay. I'm just not surprised when it comes to Jaden. And and I I just think that right now in 2016, for some fucking reason, we've gotten to the point where it's not that like society's breaking down, because I don't think that. I think the it's core like of society are bored. They just I think that people are bored and now is like the door the floodgates have been opened. You know, like the gates of hell have been yeah. opened Kaylin, and everyone's Kaylin coming Je- out. Caitlyn Jenner came out with that Vanity Fair cover and it, that over. Was, and that was game over. over right there. Over. Now everyone look, I would like to you know what? I'm gonna come out right now. On As this what? fucking show. <laughs> I am an Xbox. Straight up. If you have any games, you give them to me. If you don't give me games, two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I am a cat. It's stupid. <laughs> I consider myself a, a, a cat person. I don't want to use that bathroom. You should make a litter box for me so I can shit in that litter yeah, box. Yeah, if you don't do that, I'm, I'm gonna fine you. Because I'm a cat. Fifty thousand dollars. And and as ridiculous as that sounds, right? Look at the fucking at the list. Exactly. There's there's shit in there that doesn't make no fucking sense. Oh my god. So what do you think about Young Thug though? I don't. I have no idea what's happening with that whole thing. I don't because I like some of the songs. You know, I the... love Young Thug, and I think more than Jaden Smith, I think Young Thug is actually more original with his stuff, and because he really backs it up with a whole personality behind it. Because when you really think about Jaden Smith, he doesn't have a lot of personality. He no. just. The the only thing you hear about him are things that he says in excerpts in in right. magazines or news articles, but you never hear him do a like, make like a performance. He's like a plant that I feel like they plant him in things to rile up, exactly, like to have this conversation even happening. But he doesn't actually do, do shit. A, what the fuck is Jaden Smith on Karate Kid? Yeah, he doesn't really do anything. But then you have Young Thug. He's he's backing this whole third gender up with a whole with a whole persona, with the music, with his cover art, with the, with the wearing of the dresses, with wearing per- pearls, pearls, with, all with, that. Yeah, pearls all day. Which he's which there have been a lot of dude, Liberace. Had that shit Liber- locked down That's ages ago. Okay. Like so so young Thuggy Wright is a little bit more authentic. He's, he's more he's authentic out, right. in his in his third gender. And then I heard this man has six children by I don't know, seven different baby mamas. And he considers himself an asexual person. Do they I don't know how that happens. I, I don't and, and all his songs are literally about like busting nuts in girls' faces. Like I don't or understand in, how that or happens. in Birdman's asshole. Who cares? <laughs> so at the end of the day, the reason I brought this subject up is because I just I really wanted to understand the whole new gender identity crisis that's going on. And what I feel like is that at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to one up each other to see who's more important or, or which gender is better and is gay or lesbian or bi or, or queer or third gender. Is it cooler? Is it better? I just I just want a good explanation to all these identities before people start 
calling themselves that. I think that this conversation in general has um, highlighted the fact that everyone is really confused about this stuff when it's in the news. This is like actual legislation being passed about something that people actually have no idea. And you said something that's that's really interesting. You said um, third gender crisis, right? Yeah. There's people in identity like, crisis. There's people in Flint, Michigan, whose only like identity like identity crisis is like, am I going to drink clean water? Exactly. I bet none of those people are really worried about if someone's calling them a fucking man. Number Great eight, point. Number eighteen, by the way. Okay. Great point. So we'll leave you with this. There's more important things going on out there in society that we really need to be taking care of and 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 actively being socially aware. Like clean water in Flint, Michigan. Like black people being killed left and right. I don't think... Like any- oil drilling in South Dakota. Exactly. Or or whatever's happening in Venezuela. But what's... <laughs> Whatever those fucking Mexicans are doing in Venezuela, <laughs> running around like crazy. Yeah. But just, just to leave you this, if you're going to call yourself something, please explain it to the people. Just don't be going out there just spewing whatever you feel like spewing without a good explanation because you're exactly. just confusing everybody enough with the fit you're already a writer photographer ballet you know what i mean yeah you already do everything you're, and now you're third now i'm, you're I'm third. confused by you as a person <laughs> <laughs> well all right you squares it's time you smoked fire up this funk and let's have a toe Make it dance or some of everything. Everybody get high. So let's talk about one of my favorite parts of LA, and that is downtown LA. And I know you hate downtown LA. But I lived in downtown LA. Did I ever tell you that? I love downtown LA because it's seedy and I love seedy places because I'm kind of a seedy person. It's very Gotham City, right? Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So I feel like downtown is like the movie The Purge. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Once the sun sets is every man for themselves. At 159, like when like the bar lights close, motherfuckers are running. Well, downtown is the only place where cockroaches don't even come out when the lights are off. The cockroaches and rats are hiding. No, they drive Ubers downtown. <laughs> they, uh, The cockroaches and the rats drive Ubers downtown. Actually, the rats drive the cabs and the cockroaches drive the Uber. They're everywhere. Like downtown is messy and kind of, it's kind of gross, no? Yeah. I mean, I love it. But... I'm going to give you a little bit of background on downtown and culturally and historically the why it is the way it is. And it was because back in the day, um, California, Los Angeles, had all these sanitariums and mental institutes where they took care of mentally ill people. Yeah, yeah. I've shot in some of these places and they're all closed though, right? And they're all closed and that's what happens. California, Los Angeles decided let's not give any more government money to take care of all these people that they can't take care of themselves because they're very mentally ill. They don't have, they're public, right? Right. They're public places. Um, Let's just get rid of them. Let's like state-run hospitals, basically. Yes. Yeah, like you see in like scary movies and shit, the where they're things like that, and, yeah. things that scary movie or The Purge is made out of. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's close them up and let's just leave them in downtown. Nobody goes to downtown anyway, and let's just leave them to fend for themselves, to kill each other, to die. Let's just dump them. Let's just dump them and let's not even let's not worry about them anymore, right? Right. So that's exactly what happened. And just to quote something that LA Times said, they did a countrywide survey on how many homeless people there were. And this is 2013, so it wasn't too long ago. Okay, for sure. There was 44,000 homeless people in the U.S. that consider themselves completely homeless. Wait, how many? 44,000, which is not a lot. That's not a lot. Exactly, but... Yeah. Bear with me. I have like a thousand friends that are homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so that's weird. I know all these fools. So nearly 26,000 people of those 44,000 are actually here in Los Angeles. So half of the homeless population in this country lives. Which is a big country. Which is a huge. There's 250 million people, documented people, in the United States of America. So there's like a billion. Exactly. <laughs> um, that means 26,000 
of the 44,000 people that are homeless actually live in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. In county, our county. Wow. And half of those, which is 10,000, almost half of those live just in downtown. But downtown's only like five blocks. <laughs> like downtown doesn't hold 10. That's why they have to build up because downtown is so fucking small. So this is so this is where I'm getting at. So 10,000 people, homeless people are living in downtown, which I'm sure more than 80% of these people have legit mental problems. It's a huge problem. That in, they can't in, take in care Angeles. of themselves. They right. don't have the money. A lot of them are veterans, which is very sad when you think about it because they they almost died for our country and they died for us to be able to have this podcast and have freedom of speech and rag on everybody <laughs> and make fun of everybody and they don't have a place to live. And now they're shitting by like a dumpster exactly. across the street from... You know, now rats station. are afraid of these people. I mean, that's yeah. how that's how bad it is. So, what's going on in downtown now? Now they're building all these new high rises mm -hmm. and all these really expensive buildings and great restaurants. And I work at LA Live. They have stuff like Staples Center, Stable LA Center. Live. And, and Staples Center was like when that whole thing started a few when, years back. That when, was like the beginning of that was about seven eight years ago. So right. that was the beginning of gentrifying the whole downtown area. And like the South Park thing where they have like. You know, the Chinese, they got that on lock. <laughs> they got that little area. But um, my point is, are they really fixing the problem? Are building all these buildings really fixing the main problem? Because what it's doing is just concentrating all these homeless people to another, to another area of downtown. Right. Because now they don't have the entire downtown area to congregate. Now they have literally just two blocks in Skid Row. And if you've ever passed through those two blocks in Skid Row, it is a very, very, very sad moment. And it's, it's, a, it's a very sad experience. It's a very sad experience, and it sucks that it's like 99% African-American as well because it, it leaves you with a very bad taste in your mouth about African-Americans' role and how, in and America. How, yeah, and how they are treated. And how they are treated. And exactly. I think, I think what our, or I know the problem in Los Angeles in this regard is, um, is a mental health issue. Um, homelessness is not people who do not want to work and like they're there for a reason. Yeah. I think they human nature is I work. want they can't work a shit ton of veterans. I mean the ones, you know, um but there was an, a, a thing and I I I ask our, you know, our listeners to actually look this up, but there was this like expose or some shit back in the 90s. This is like pre fucking cell phones, pre TMZ, pre, pre -Google, you know, all these pre all Google, stuff, yeah. pre social media, pre internet, right? It was this thing on the news. I, I was I was a kid watching it, and it was like a surveillance video of an ambulance like backing up in Skid Row, taking this person who's strapped to a stretcher because to they're fucking crazy, stretcher gurney, whatever, whatever, right? yeah, strapped to a bed with wheels, okay, <laughs> and they like unloaded this poor like fucking lady who's mentally unstable, and then like drove away, and like strapped. They didn't, they didn't unstrap. Strapped to the gurney. So they, Strapped. They, she, they didn't even give her the pleasure of unstrapping her. She can't even unstrap herself. So they just, they didn't even want the gurney back. They left her strapped. Okay. <laughs> that is terrible. So, and that was in like the early 90s. And that was the first time that people were actually exposed to the fact that this is what they're doing. And that's what they did. And if you go downtown, you see how dirty and messy it is. And it's. There's a police station. This is the craziest thing about Skid Row. It drives me nuts. There's a police station on one corner, and the corner next to it is the park to buy crack. <laughs> so no cop goes up. And it's but like the they cops don't even want to deal with it. That's the whole point. Nobody wants to deal with it. So they, they thought that the best way to do it is just let's leave these people, fend for themselves. They can procreate with each other, which is a mistake by itself. Let's give them accessibility to all these self-medication with crack and heroin and all these. Procreating on Skid Row? Like, which what happens, the fuck? Which happens all the time. And nobody. I did once buy, I'm sorry to interrupt. I did once buy weed from uh, this lady. I think her name was like, I don't know, Big Mama. And then she called like her son. She was like, hey, like, you know, and Deontay. And, and he came down and there was like apartments down there that people live in those apartments. It's weird down there. It's very weird. But. Nobody's really taking care of it. So I feel like downtown, it is a facade of of great L.A. because nobody's taking care of all the shitty things that happen once the lights go off. Okay, so beyond that, 
about downtown. Yes. Because honestly, who cares about these homeless people, okay? No. Um, no, no, we're kidding. We're kidding. No, but okay, beyond that though, what is downtown? You said you love downtown. I love downtown. Do you love downtown because of Skid Row? Or, no, or I, I just wanted to give a little background so people understand why downtown it is the way it is. And that's why everybody gets freaked out every time they... That's why it's the purge, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody leaves a great bar and they're like bombarded by 20,000 yeah, homeless people. So a way to survive downtown is pretty much always have a pack of cigarettes with you. That's how you wean homeless people off. He's like, here's a cigarette. Leave me alone. It's like here's a peace offering. They're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's also a way of having them not break into your car. That's giving the fact that if you can find your car in downtown and it hasn't been towed. Yeah, you could bribe them. Or the valet person is not doing a drug run. That's also something that happens there. Every time I go down to like Santee's Alley and buy like a $5 pair of sunglasses after I break my other $5 pair of sunglasses, I'm always like, are you really parking my car? Are you just driving? Is this Ferris Wait, Bueller's you- day off? Wait, do you valet your car at the alley? There's no parking. You're a little bitch. <laughs> look, look, look. Just because I'm there doesn't mean I'm like those people. He valets his car at a shopping alley that is made out of shit floor. <laughs> if you don't know Santi's Alley, it's his place in downtown. And this is actually a great place in downtown. To um, get cheap clothing, cheap makeup. Everything's like $5. It's, it's like a swap meet. The, yeah. yeah, it's a swap meet. The floor is made out of manure and hay. And you valet your park, your car in the front, and you actually trust any of those people to pick hey, up your car and look, park it somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure that he values the three dollars that I paid for that valet. It's the only place. That, look, this is downtown, though. If you if it's not for like a game, if you go to like a Clippers game and valet is like eighty dollars, like is. they like they'll fuck you, right? But if you go on like a random Sunday where nothing's going on, yeah. valet's three dollars. I'm valeting like crazy, and I'm buying a hot dog with the bacon wrap. <laughs> I'm doing that. Okay, so for that, I like Ella. So I like how, how, how do you feel about people raising children and, and families being raised in downtown? In downtown LA, I just think I lived there for about eight months, right? And That's how much you could ha- handle it? It, it? it was weird. I found myself going crazy. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I mean, it I, is a bore. Downtown, it is a vortex. Once you're in downtown, you kind of get... I have never hung out in downtown and I ha- never left at a decent time. Every right. single time I get home at 7.30 in the morning. Well, that's because of the drugs. No, I don't do drugs. <laughs> Who does drugs anymore? That's weird. <laughs> Stupid. But every single time, it is a vortex. It sucks you in. It's, it's fun. It's crazy. It's dirty. Yeah. And, and you can't. It's, I'm like a pig. I like, have you ever I gone like to... festering in my own shit when I go to downtown. That's I, how I feel like. Have you ever gone to like an app? Well, obviously, but. Like an after, like an after party downtown is like someone's like loft, week, right? Yeah. Every single weekend I go to an it's after like party downtown. It's like someone's loft, right? But it's like it's not really comfortable. You're kind of just there. It used to be an insane asylum. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's ghosts. There's ghosts. Like, there's, like downtown's the one place you go to an blood after party. On the walls. Yeah. There's feces everywhere. I I stayed unfortunately at the Alexandra, right? The Alexandra Hotel. And you stayed in a hotel in downtown. It's not a hotel. It's what, an apartment. Were you were you on a crack bender? <laughs> I felt like it. So that's what I'm saying. So in my eight months there. Um, I could not handle the energy downtown. It's this weird. I I feel like there was like spirits. I, it was a fucking. I was losing it because I had like a studio apartment <laughs> in, on like the sixth floor in like the shittiest place ever with fucking bed bugs and shit. But what I found there though was is there really isn't anything to really do. Right? There's no grass. No, oh, that's true. There was grass on like First Street. Uh, they just made another one on like Fifth Street or whatever. But to raise a child, to get back to your question, to yeah. raise a child in that kind of situation, I think would be very constricting. And you are, you may raise a serial killer. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Either that, or you're actually not even raising a child. You're you're birthing a full grown adult, like a young adult, <laughs> like a young. It's like this is my adult child. He's only two days old, but he's actually. In a full grown. Yeah, he's from the streets. He's from the streets. It, he's like seen my it all. dog didn't he... like it there. <laughs> Seriously, because my dog would go around and she'd be sniffing around not in in you know in this nice Hollywood neighborhood that I live in. She sniffs around and dogs like to smell other dogs, you know, pee and stuff. It's like you know this whole scent. So thing, your right? dog didn't like downtown scenting other dogs pee pee and shit. No, it's because <laughs> that's not there. It's human pee and shit. And she's like, oh. where? Did you bring me? She's looking at me the whole time like, this is what, this is your life? This is what you did for me? So downtown to me has a weird, has a weird smell, a weird energy. Um, I do think there are awesome cultural 
kind of uh, historical things yes. about LA and about downtown. Buildings are amazing. Building. Uh, yes. uh, great architecture over there. And even even the scene in downtown with the people that are moving in, it's very artsy, but it's kind of cool and it's very underground and everybody's... I like it because everybody over there is smoking cigarettes. Nobody's telling you, put your cigarette away. I'm getting cancer. Everybody's... It, right, it's not Calabasas yeah, it's where not they ca- kick you. I got kicked out of like a Lululemon one time because I was smoking outside and they're like, oh, so you have to go smoke on the freeway. Or, or the city of Glendale. <laughs> oh, yeah, Glendale, oh, exactly. I'm yeah. like, this is an Armenian town. Like, how are you going to tell these people not to smoke? Exactly. Their whole life is revolved around smoking cigarettes and being miserable in the and womb. cheap. <laughs> in, in the womb with like Lucky Strikes. Like exactly. the cheap ones. Well, uh, on, on this... On this particular subject about downtown, we're going to have to agree to disagree because you don't like downtown that much. I actually enjoy downtown. I love the people. I love the culture. I even like the subculture of the homeless people, but I don't love it in the way that I like to see them like that. I like it because people, I want people to understand that this is something that we need to take care of as a LA society. It's definitely the elephant in like, in the downtown LA room, right? It's it really like, is. You, you could act all fun and games at your little craft beer places, but but there's real shit going on out right there in the outside street. the door. That's reality right there, and I want people to understand definitely, that. And, I, and next, time, which is why I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> I like to be in Hollywood in the hills and just be like, my and life be all is fake. Great. No, I, yeah. I like realness. I want to be I, fake. And I'd like our listeners to understand, next time you go to downtown, every time you see a homeless person or anytime you see somebody shitting on the street. <laughs> Understand that that person, what that person had to go through in order to stay there. It wasn't necessarily a choice. It wasn't a choice. It was, that was the choice given to them by the government that didn't give a fuck about them. And just keep that in mind. Give them a cigarette, give them a beer, get them some food, crack a smile, give them a joke. You know, they're people too. Well, give them what they want because you know these homeless are downtown. (laughs) No, these homeless downtown, you're like, you're like, hey, do you want a dollar? You're like, oh, no, I asked you for five dollars. You're like, really? I'm buying the five dollars if you have them or you know what give them the crack or the heroin go buy it who cares do you want some food no i don't want no food man i want some heroin right now i I said on my son i want a beer (laughs) yeah so just keep that in mind and with that being said thank you for listening to another episode of my so-called la life my name is natalia and this is my lovely co-host eric sanchez still here and like I always say, make fun of yourselves and make fun of everybody. It's all lighthearted over here. And you know what? Life's a joke. So go ahead and crack a big laugh about it. And go to downtown in the daytime, <laughs> not the nighttime. Bye. To the moped store, said fuck it. The salesman's like, what up? What's your budget? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He said, I got the one for you. Follow me. Ooh, it's too real. Chrome down mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, I can't be on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. downtown. Cruising through the alley, tiptoeing in the street like ballet. Pulled up, moped to the ballet. White walls on the wheels like mayonnaise. Dope, my crew is ill. And all we need is two good wheels Got cash in the tank, cash in the bank And a bad little mama with a ass in my face I'ma lick that, stick that, break her off, kick that Snuck her in backstage, you don't need a wristband Duh.